Hey, it's Nooney. And mentioned uh, YouTube archive a few times on this thing. And uh, turns out we streamed, but it didn't archive. Didn't save. Oh, well. Uh, here's the podcast. Purely speculation, opinion, and uh, probably don't listen to our advice. Actually, don't listen to our advice. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast. Unrelated filler episode number whatever I put there. I think I put 726 or something like that. Nice. But this is a, a very special episode where we're filling time in between. In the meantime, oh, I thought we were going to like teach an important lesson to the youth. Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, you see, we're going to talk about things that, that we shouldn't yeah. be talking about. Uh, I see. Because... <laughs> Uh, that something that I'll say in the front of this uh, podcast is that nobody here is a financial expert. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody here is a financial advisor. This, uh, this is just us giving our opinion on the matter. Yeah, it's just everybody giving their opinions on on uh, on business matters. Now, with that being yeah. said, myself, Looney, am being joined by uh, the the Power Ranger mm-hmm. on screen, Mike, and. Mm-hmm. The, the magical man, Juan. Hello. But uh, yep. I, we, we brought a special guest today, you see, Mike. Uh, business oh, okay. insider himself, Mr. Oh, I have God. a business degree. Uh, <laughs> the man a, from biz himself. My man fucking, uh, <laughs> what, how old are you, Mike? 26? I turned 28 seven days ago. There you go. Oh, wow. So, there Mr., I'm 28. I have a wife, a kid, a house, and I've worked as a stockbroker, kind of, uh, <laughs> himself. <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, I, the rom-com expert, they call him. Mark. Rom-com expert owns a large percentage of GameStop. <laughs> uh, financial billionaire. Uh, he is not. <laughs> He's definitely not that. Master of the pump and dump. Master of the pump and dump. (laughs) It's all all dump, no pump. (laughs) So what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about the uh, Funimation's, well, Sony Entertainment's Funimation acquisition of Crunchyroll. (laughs) And, you know, all that that shit. And the ramifications of such a purchase. Like, why does it matter? Why should I give a fuck? Because let me tell you, uh, a lot of people don't know why it matters. Like, a lot of kids kind of just, uh, well, not not really kids, like anybody. Like for, for people that don't um, uh, have any sort of, like, um, idea of how, like, the business world works at all. And I'm not, again, like Nuni said at the beginning, none of us here are any sort of financial experts or anything mm-hmm. like that but, but invest but just, in everything yes yeah invest uh, buy buy I high sell low <laughs> but uh <laughs> but um Actually. yeah but but like um for anyone that just kind of i don't know just being on the internet just learning things through like osmosis and stuff like it's just it, it's kind of easy to see how some things will play out in the end and 
Um, like to an outsider, to someone that just doesn't really pay attention to any of that sort of thing, I could see why this would seem kind of like a good thing to some people. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, it's uh, you know, on the outside, you <laughs> see, hey, Funimation got Crunchyroll now. Instead of having two apps that I can stream my shit on, I just it's need only one. one. Yeah, I just need Funimation. And even then, uh-huh. oh, oh golly gee, I can't wait for for Sony <laughs> to make their own streaming app. And that way, I'll only have to pay for one thing. Hopefully, mm. you know, uh, it, it's mm. a possibly good thing for uh, you know your average anime fan mm. on on the outside, at least. That's what yeah, it looks like. Yeah, on the like. outside, but then but then you start to realize that this is essentially how uh, cable begins, and then you you know you you loop around and it's like oh i cut the cord years ago or my family cut the cord years ago and we don't subscribe to cable because it's stupid and there's never anything good on and this and that but then you realize that we're doing the exact same thing like the the exact same thing yeah with these things as soon as uh somebody figures out a package that you can buy with all the apps i mean shit disney's doing it already yeah i mean they're doing it with all the companies that they own which is what they Mm -hmm. did to begin with yeah, you know, you could uh-huh. get you could get your Hulu, which they own sixty seven percent of the stock in, and the ESPN and network, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus, all for a twenty five percent discount. Even though I believe you can companies. also you can also tie Spotify with those things as well. Yeah, with uh, Hulu. Yeah, yeah, with Hulu, yeah, and Twitch, and Amazon. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's you like know, gee, which is kind of why. I have a sneaking suspicion that if, like, if Sony wants to wants to start their own streaming service and they want it to be successful, you probably want to lump it in, to you know you you want to have your anime variety thing, or you can just keep it separate and just kind of put the popular stuff on there and have the best of both worlds. Maybe give a little discount on whatever that ends up just being what you were paying before to begin with. But you know well, that's yes. Oh, well, um, if I may, um, <laughs> my, uh, the company that I work with, they also did an acquisition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bought another uh, company and they're like slowly, I don't know if they're absorbing it or they're making a standalone. So I feel like that's what's, what may happen. Like they either may absorb it or it may its own be separate company. It, it'll allow yeah. to continue yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in that situation, um, uh, the way that, that we're handling it is that we're going to have two services. You know, our customers are going to go to us. And if they need something a little bit, uh, quote unquote, stronger, mm-hmm. we're going to provide refer this them. other. Yeah. Or not not refer them, but maybe have them use the other um, customers uh, software uh-huh. for some of the features. Like they're still going to use us, but they're going to. They're, they're going to refer, refer them. to them. Yeah. yeah for, to, other. for other things. I mean, if people remember just, uh, like, I don't know, it was a few years ago, I think, um, Crunchyroll was already using several of Funimation's um, uh, animes, like, that they had picked up, and they were posting them on their own website. And so, like, Funimation started becoming redundant, more or less, because Crunchyroll just had, like, everything on there. And then when um, Funimation had been bought up by Sony, they decided to take all of their stuff back to them. And that was um, when VRV had already been a thing. So VRV was pretty much the go-to place. You just get VRV and you had access to Crunchyroll. Um, High Dive wasn't part of the roster at the time, I Not believe. Not at the time. 
No. Yeah, and then you also had the entire catalog of Funimation, save for like a few shows mainly. Yeah. And so it was like you just had to go there. And uh, then, um, so I feel like that could be one, like Juan said, like that could be one way that they go about it where um, it'll just be, they'll just be like sharing things. However, it's like, oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. for some of the shows that, you know, this platform doesn't have, you can still go to this other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you could still, you know, you could still have those things uh, like side by side, not entirely merged together. I feel like uh, what will most likely happen is that they'll do that for a while, and then gradually it'll all become one platform. Well, that's, Which makes uh, me wonder what the fuck's going to happen to VRV, if that's going to be the platform, or if they're going to move to something else. Well, VRV is uh-huh. still going to continue to be a thing, because I'm assuming that they have a contract for a certain number yeah. of years. For at least, I don't know if it's yearly renewed, or they sign like a three-year deal or something. But I'm assuming that High Dive put something in there that said, hey, uh, well, this is going to continue until this contract expires or something. Or, yeah, so they'll at least maintain that for that long. Yeah. And, and let, me, <clears throat> let me ask uh, y'all, y'all's this. Y'all. So when, when did Sony acquire Funimation? I kind of remember that. And how have things changed since that? Uh, so Sony acquired Funimation around 2017. And the only thing that's really... Uh, changed is that Funimation's slowly gotten better, kind of, uh, but it's mostly hey. unchanged. It's for the most part the same exact thing. Like the only difference was that upon acquisition, uh, they stopped sharing properties with uh, with, with Crunchyroll. Crunchy yeah, yeah, like they split off and did their own thing. So they they pulled uh-huh. all of their shows um, from VRVs and Crunchyroll's listings. Yeah, and right. so they were no longer a part of it. And it was a real shame because. Um, uh, like I said, it's like uh, it, it's a bad thing, but it was also extremely convenient to have literally everything on one app. Oh, so yeah, I would just yeah. go to VRV, and literally everything was there. And it was almost like um like a few weeks after um High Dive had been acquired that Funimation pulled everything. And so for for just a little while, literally everything was on one platform. <laughs> and I think they made the deal a little bit after, like as soon as uh. Funimation left VRV. That's when they announced a deal with uh, High Dive, I think. Uh, uh, was it? I don't remember exactly. Because I, I do remember that they had a grace period, though. Because even after the acquisition, they announced it. it like, they kept just telling you that, oh, this show is going to disappear soon or whatever. Yeah, because you, you don't want an acquisition to be linked with a bad thing. You don't want bad PR to come immediately after you did the thing that people say that you shouldn't do. Which yeah. is acquire everything and become the monopoly. <laughs> become uh, a monopoly, yeah. Uh, or well, that's, in this that's case, both the, good and bad. The oligopoly. Uh, which well, that's, is that's both good and bad. Usually, like when they do acquire something, then people invest, start investing in it. Like, oh, they're growing bigger because it must be such a good company. They're doing so good in their earnings that they're able to acquire. A, I don't know what Crunchyroll is, but so let's invest more in Sony. Cause. Yeah, it's all speculation. That, yeah, and then and then everything comes crashing down. Uh, eventually, <laughs> depending on eventually. depending on the company itself. Uh, uh, the the main example that I usually point to when it comes to, uh, at least in America, an oligopoly, uh, because it was like a lot of people call it a monopoly, uh, but for twenty ish years. The WWE was the only major wrestling promotion on television mm-hmm. in general. There were mm-hmm. like some things here and there, which is why I can't really call it a monopoly. Like TNA showed up at one point, and uh, mm-hmm. like some other, like ESPN tried doing another little thing, and 
uh mtv tried doing another little thing but there were all you know little things compared to this gigantic corporation that uh mm-hmm. just cut a what was it like a f- uh, one billion dollar a year uh, a one billion dollar deal with uh i forgot nice. what company but they're you know they're they're making stacks on stacks on stacks and a lot of people don't know what they're investing in and don't know what this company is really they just know hey it's popular and i'm gonna put my money in it and then mm-hmm. they make deals off of the amount of people that are supposedly into this thing and uh uh <laughs> this this is a company that's been declining uh as a lot of wrestling fans have heard have been de- has been declining 25 percent year over year for the last uh <laughs> 10 years when it comes to the amount of people that are watching <clears throat> for instance like uh about two years ago there was three million people watching the product uh at you know at the minimum uh to where this year it's just down to a million like 1.8 million at the average if they bring two million it's a good day and uh it's mostly because i know why Yes. Because they cut out the curse words and they cut out the blood. No, it's because, you see, if you start oh. making money and it doesn't matter the quality of your product, as long as you're still making money, you're you're still good. You're, you don't have to worry about uh, whether your product is good or not. All you have to worry about is quality or quantity and putting it out and people will consume. So That's what I just said. Bad words and blood. The quality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is a a thing that I'm assuming won't happen because it it doesn't happen immediately. None of this stuff happens like layoffs and things. You know, and, they don't ever like start making uh, drastic changes right away. It always happens mm-hmm. gradually, and like a lot, it always flies under the nose of so many people because like they've just been very slowly like indoctrinated Mm. and so they don't realize it in most cases and stuff and then and then you have a pr stunt like uh microsoft did when they literally doubled the uh price of their uh of their xbox pass and uh then suddenly there's a lot of backlash but you see a lot of people were like oh you know base microsoft for uh cutting the prices and stuff without realizing that that's just a social it's literally a social experiment like yeah. they're testing the waters to see how people will react to such a drastic change like that. And they're like, oh, no, it didn't work out. Time to go back. And then, you know, they're like, well, we heard your concerns. It's like, no, you you knew this was going to happen, but you wanted to see how bad it got. Yeah. But people will still blindly um, praise them for doing something despite not having given you anything. All they did was maintain the old price. They didn't cut you a deal. They didn't help you or anything, but... Like, these people have been with Microsoft for years, and so they just see it as, like, oh, they're always looking out for the customer and stuff. And that's another thing with a giant corporation is that whenever they want to experiment with something, they're going to experiment with the smaller subsidiaries that they own. They're not yeah. They're not going to go directly, you know, with the thing that makes them the money. They're going to go to Xbox, the thing that's just kind of there. They don't really... Like, they care about it. It exists. It certainly gained more money now. They are making a lot more money with that division than they used to, but it's still not their main uh, their main, like their main like money maker. No, their main money maker is still uh, Windows, because that shit's everywhere. It's Windows and the servers that they have and that they yeah. own, and a bunch of Those other, Azure servers. And, you know, mm-hmm. all, the, all the products and services that they provide that people don't really think about that, that are owned by Windows. 
Yeah, you just, you and just it's like essentials like, for so many businesses. Yeah, you just kind of think to yourself, man, that Bill Gates guy, he sure did get rich, huh? And you don't really ask yeah. yourself, <laughs> how how do you get rich? How 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 if 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 Xbox only makes this much money, how would he get so much money? Well, it turns out not to mention their like not only their servers and and Windows itself, but also like their other software products like like Office. E- everyone mm, literally yeah. you need Office everywhere. Nobody's going to be using freeware like Open Office or anything. I'm sorry, like um, that that needs to be everywhere. And some so people you will can't... try and use Google Docs, but. They'll it's try, just... but it's just not going to work. I'm <laughs> no. sorry. It's not going to work on a professional level. And, and so, so is the nature. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and you can't just go and buy a home copy. You have to buy a business version and you have to buy those in bulk. And let's say yeah. it's just like a, a company. You have to buy it for every single computer. And mm-hmm. so it's like that that stacks up the price and stuff. So like they make a shit ton of money based on that. And yeah. so yeah, as Nuni said, like the Xbox thing is like while it's still gained a lot of traction, while while it's certainly bolted up in numbers, like uh, you know, just in the last few years, it's still not the main money maker. And so they're going to fuck with people on there first because they know that they can get away with it. And this last stunt that happened <laughs> proves that that they can literally do that, and people aren't going to bat an eye. Yeah, and most likely, if Sony wants to experiment something, I mean, you know Sony for everything but anime, most likely. You probably don't mm-hmm. even know that Sony owns Funimation. Yep. So, I mean, if they want to experiment with something, why It's not? going to be it's with their anime services. Probably. And... and- and what bothers me the most about that is like, I, like this is this gets into the ramifications of the of the uh, of the buyout. It's like, so recently, well, I, I'd say like last year, the year before. I, I time evades me nowadays, but <laughs> in, in um, your older years, <laughs> yeah, in my older years and during in these trying times, uh, you know, we, in these uh, outstanding circumstances, my uh, my ability to tell you know when something happened is kind of fucked, but. Um, so we have this show named Ishizoku uh, Ishizoku Reviewers. Yes. Now this show was borderline pornographic. Um, borderline. It, it really towed Wasn't the line. It, just pornographic? <laughs> it was essentially Comedy hentai. Porn. It was essentially hentai. It, I it wanted was so to watch it so it. bad. I only I watched it. I, I but... was only able to watch whoever illegally uploaded it onto Pornhub. Yes. Uh, <laughs> old man, though the um the uh, R.I.P. Pornhub. The, the uncensored version was great, but I still need to see the Blu-rays. But uh, it's a fun show too. Just overall, it's a it's a really nice show. But the thing is, there was so much shit that happened with that because like Funimation, like just out because they suddenly became good, clean Christians, and they're like, no, we can't, we can't do any of this. This is wrong. And you have and. It, it, we have to think of the children watching this anime, and I'm like, uh, okay, sure, why not? You know, it's like, and so they they voice their opinions, and they 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 got up on their soapbox to rally the troops around them, and and sure enough, people agreed with them, and they're like, you know what, it is a bit too extreme. It does deserve censoring, and then to go beyond censoring, they're just like, oh no, we're just gonna completely remove it from our catalog, and none of our voice actors want to do this. The thing is, it's like, I, I respect voice actors um, on a professional level. However, I will say that um, anime voice actors, uh, not all of them, uh, the older ones especially, like, you know, they, they do their thing. But I feel like a lot of newer ones are very quick to jump on the, um, like, bandwagon uh, jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, like, they, they want to, um, in order to boost their own, like, um, they need to look their, 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 
yeah, they're clout. They need to, and I understand. I, I understand the hustle. I respect the hustle, but like they, <laughs> they need to do this. So they latch on to these like uh, the, these things, these sensationalist like pieces that people put out and stuff. And so they're just like, yeah, you know, this was. I, I refuse to voice this sort of thing because it just doesn't agree. I just don't agree with it on a moral uh, level and stuff. And it's like, cut the shit. If you were getting paid enough, <laughs> you'd fucking get in that booth and you'd vo- you'd record those lines. Everyone you would. Moan. Yeah. Yeah, you you'd moan like a whore if you got paid for it. It's just it's just the way it is. <laughs> I like know, you, I would. I I would do it too. It's a fucking paycheck, and it's literally you're paid for your voice, and so you'll do the lines. And but there's these people that want to. Um, they they're just like, oh well, I got to protect my reputation. I you know I got I got I got to jump on this while the iron's hot so that I can get a you know get that cloud and get my name out there and stuff. I understand completely, but I do not respect. I have to pretend that they didn't tell me beforehand. Before I got into the booth, what I was getting myself what into. What this was about. I have <laughs> they to always pretend. say that. I have to I say, understand. I yeah. wasn't comfortable doing it, even though I knew exactly <laughs> what I was doing. Even though I read these lines and I immediately knew what was going on. You know what? After season 10, I said, enough is enough. I said that this was, I never wanted to do this. I I know I went to several cons and expressed how much I love voicing this character and the fan base and everything. But now that it's being uh, criticized by by Twitter, I've decided that it's against my morals that I've just recently developed. Yeah, now that all the Dragon Ball Z characters have said the gamer words, now I don't like the people that I work with. Now it's wrong. <laughs> it's just like you know I, I like i said i understand why they do it i i understand it's just i i still it doesn't sit right with me i i don't like it i, I don't like that that's the way it has to go but i know that that, that is the it is what it is and it's that's another happen. that's another smaller ramification censorship itself is just another yeah. smaller replica, ramification of being uh just part of a publicly traded company because at that point you you're not playing represent to the, niche. the shareholders you're no longer yeah, yeah you ha- you're repl- you're representing the shareholders <laughs> and their moral values and unfortunately in this country very much their their uh religious beliefs and religious yeah. values and like it- as much as once you become uh, yeah like once you become publicly traded you it's no longer so much uh appeasing the customers as it is appeasing the shareholders which That's is just how it goes which I'll I'll go back to the WWE and with Mark's statement they yeah. got rid of the blood and the guts and, and the, the swear tits words and the ass and the swear words because they they were publicly traded after they were sued by the World Wildlife Fund and they were no longer World Wrestling Federation they became World Wrestling Entertainment a sports entertainment company because wrestling is a no-no word yep and you have to and- you have to keep the shareholders happy yeah, and it's like, and and that's the the biggest worry that I have for this sort of thing because it's like Funimation has already showed their hand. They've already showed that they're willing to just completely, just to not translate a show, to just blacklist it basically from translation mm. and stuff. We have fan subbers, we still have those, and fan subbing yeah. due to the recent issues that have gone on, uh, namely with issues Ishizoku reviewers. Um, uh, new fan subs uh, groups have actually sprung out, and it really genuinely oh. feels like we're going back to the early two thousands, late nineties, uh, and stuff. There it's is a nostalgic feeling. There's a friend. It's a nostalgic feeling. There's a friend that I I will not name for in order unless he wants to tell it himself. If he's later, yeah, yeah, eventually. Who just stopped? <laughs> he's gone back to uh, to torrenting anime. He he just got rid of his uh, <laughs> Crunchyroll subscription. He he wasn't even watching that much. He just had it because he was like, well, it's just, you know, whatever dollars a month. And then I don't know what broke the straw for him, 
because I haven't asked him. But he's just back to torrenting fan subbed anime. Nice. And it's, I mean, not nice. It's not, I mean, yeah. it's not right, but it's also it's just it, it just goes to show people's disdain for recent like for things that have just, gone on recently. Yeah, just slightly just stuff that's been going on for a little bit. Not, it hasn't been like a long time. It, it's been happening for a, like a little while now, and it's just like it's starting to boil over for quite a few people. Yeah, and I also kind of like in this whole uh, conversation in general. I just want to go through like the history of Crunchyroll to begin with. Uh, just because it's lay it on us, how lay a piping hot one, one on top of us, Noni. I want to learn how how we just how we're just gonna how we just going from a pyrocyte going you know legit to getting acquired by a major yeah. corporation. As a result, creating more pirate sites, uh, like and like why people. Well, like back in the day, it was a little bit more understandable why. It, it was more... so hard to get anime yeah. back in the day. Like yeah. I, I, I linked a bunch of like I sent you guys a, a text file, and in that yeah. text file there was just like like a shitload of garbage. Uh, within that garbage, you could sift through the trash and find like a <laughs> bunch of old archive links. You could also look at the YouTube channel. I'm just I just have them all up here. Mm-hmm. But like, I also wanted to give people an idea of what anime streaming was like back before like Crunchyroll became a thing like even even Netflix before even mm-hmm. Netflix became a thing because like I, I have this link from uh you know an archive a way back machine thing from when Crunchyroll was still an illegal website in mm-hmm. 2007 and you know it, it's just like how what Kiss Anime was and what a bunch of other you know animes companies were or illegal anime companies are you know <clears throat> now where it's just like they they have a tiered list or they have a they have a subscription service even though you know they're not legal they're not legal <laughs> they they just got fan subs and they put them on their website and, and uh, a lot of the times these sites wouldn't even thank the fan servers. They would just fucking slap that shit onto their website and be like, yeah. all right, we're good to go. They, there was, if you want to apply, you can apply to be a fan subber, uh, in one of these things I saw like, uh, at the Ooh. very bottom, there was like a thing that was like, Hey, you want to be a part of a uh, crunchy roll apply here and with a bunch of happy faces and stuff. And then, uh, it used to you, be a very, very noble, uh, profession. Uh, I, I wouldn't I mean, call it noble. I don't know about noble. Uh, I know that they didn't pay people. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, because you know the Wayback Machine is what it is. Uh, I don't know how it, it much was, they charge people. It was done for the sake of fandom. Like it, it was done yeah. because you want it. You would the like most noblest of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and mean, not know, for clout or anything. not for clout. Just, 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 yeah. just, just to. You, know. and you could also watch all this stuff for free, but if you wanted some good quality videos, you'd have to sign up to one of their one, two, or three star supporter to get access to some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm not surprised that people did it, especially because around this time, uh, which is 2007, Netflix was still renting movies, uh, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until February of 2007 that it even started doing. Uh, streaming, Online. but I have mm. I have I have a way way back machine you know capture of the website in April two thousand seven, which is after they started streaming. Uh, 
the thing that they still say at the front of the of the webpage is the best way to rent movies. Uh, like what they're promoting was still renting the movie is not even streaming. It, it was still like a, you know, an afterthought. It, it wasn't the main thing. Yeah. No it was just near. a side thing. If you want to Funimation, uh, you could watch some trailers if you want. They have a shitload of trailers here for you to watch, but can oh. you stream anything? No. And even then like YouTube at the time, you know, you got your, your front page of some guy, doing chin-ups uh a little girl girl like me uh a valentine's day pains uh you know this meme video and just for me funimation i always remembered it as just like a um they did like translations that that was like my like they did subbing to to an extent i that's Mm -hmm. what i remember that's what i remember them mainly for and then like they would do anime trailers for upcoming anime that we weren't going to see for months anyway in the u.s and then one day, uh, upon looking at Crunchyroll, I uh, just see. Um, actually, I think the first time that I fully realized that Funimation had started its own streaming service was my very first con. We go and I see the crun- the the crunchy the Crunimation. The well, now it is. But, I mean, now it uh-huh. is. Yeah, I, I see the Crunchyroll um, little pop up stand that they had there, and I was like, "Oh, this is neat and stuff." And then. And then I see Funimation like on the next thing over, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "I see them selling merch," and and then like they had this thing to like they give you some bonus thing to sign up for their uh, streaming site, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then and then I noticed they had acquired Sentai Filmworks too, and I was like, "Where the fuck have I been?" Like, with, like I, I just I was completely out of the loop in how much like uh, Funimation had grown since then. Uh, I don't think it was Sentai Filmworks that they that they acquired. I know that they they got something, but I don't. Do they work with Sentai was, Filmworks? They were partners with Sentai Filmworks. But oh, Sentai, okay. Because I know they sell a lot of their products, so I always assumed that they had become part of the same company. Yeah, Sentai is uh, ha- partly behind High Dive, so mm. you know they started their own thing uh, recently. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. So and mm-hmm. like. At this point, 2007, when I was but a but a wee boy with a big heart and gigantic dreams, uh, mm-hmm. the anime industry was still trying to sell DVDs, and yeah. to a certain extent, it's uh, it's kind of still this way in Japan, where you know stuff. Where in Japan, you put your anime on TV basically as an ad because you're not really making too much money off of it what you're making money off of is the physical goods and the merchandise. Of, yeah. Uh, of merchandise, Blu-rays. Yeah. Of all your, uh-huh. all your monitas give the, the company money. But it like, it took Netflix being a thing in order for people to actually start trying to even give a fuck about streaming anything in general where, you know, people nowadays, I feel like anybody that's maybe, around my sister's age uh like 18 ish and younger kind of just kind of grew up like you know 2007 alongside streaming yeah yeah Yeah, so for them like for most people like at a younger age they're kind of just like oh it's just a matter of fact but for us like unless you were watching anime a lot of the time streaming was a very new it was a very like odd thing like for a lot of people whereas like if you were sitting there watching, you know, uh, random anime episodes on AnimeCrazy.tv anime or something, freak. AnimeFreak.tv, <laughs> sorry. AnimeCrazy was another one. It was another uh, one. <laughs> 
it was another one. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, anime for th- those sites. It's like unless you were, you know, one of those people that was watching anime on those websites, like streaming was a completely new idea. But for yeah. everyone that had already been doing that, you it was already just like, oh, we just it's it's literally it's just it's yeah, it was just everything else was catching up basically. Yeah. And a lot of people grew to fucking hate Crunchyroll. Uh, mm. mostly because of the shit that they were doing, which, you know, to begin with, you were getting, you know, your anime, it was free, it was illegal, you know, whatever. But if you wanted better videos, you had to pay them. Uh, they claimed that it was, you know, for, for bandwidth and for servers and all that stuff. But, you know, they were making enough money to, to keep to, things going, to keep things but- going themselves. And the best, <laughs> the best, uh, example that we have is when, before they were while they were still illegal they got a four million dollar investment from an outside firm uh and were still charging people like this this is before they were even licensing things uh they had uh like funimation and bandai put out statements saying that they sent crunchyroll numerous cease and desist numerous dmcas for (laughs) having their shit on there because uh like uh i scrolled it on the screen a little bit ago but uh, on Crunchyroll in 2007, they are they you know around this time also a lot like the idea of a DMCA isn't wasn't as well known as it is now. Uh, now that everybody's on YouTube, everybody understands like what uh-huh. a DMCA is. If you were to ask me in 2007, hey, do you know what DM, uh, DMCA claim is? I'd be like, uh, no, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what the fuck that shit is. You know what's a what's a 17 year old 17 year old boy like me supposed to know about that? But now, but you now, know, in this, in this modern everyone, age, now fucking little kids is. know what a DMCA takedown is. Yeah. So even like around this time when a DMCA wasn't as pro- like as well known, if <laughs> they had an FAQ where if you wanted to send like if you wanted to send a cease and desist, they had a long explanation of how they needed it in writing. Uh, they needed it, you know. Yeah. Uh, what's that thing? Whenever somebody puts their stamp on it. Notarize. Notarize. Yeah, they need it notarized, oh. sent a physical copy, and then they'll get back to them in a few weeks and blah blah and it, like a gigantic explanation of like they 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 were giving them the runaround. They knew what they were doing. The reach they, around and the runaround. They educated themselves enough in order to to have somebody invest four million dollars into a pirated anime website. Yes. Yeah. But that that's that's where the point of contention began because it was like people started seeing them as like possibly scam artists that were going to take the money and run. And it was, it was completely justifiable seeing as they had just gained a very hefty sum of money from investors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then suddenly they decided to go legit. Yeah. They decided to go legit. And at that time when I first started, like I first heard about it from like a, a friend who told me about it and i was like what the fuck is crunchyroll and i went to it and i was like oh that's cool yeah i mean i'll i'll pay for it and then i tried using the the site and all the shows i had sucked and you know which is kind of like a downside to us starting up a company but i'm pretty sure they had more than enough money they probably just didn't know how to make deals at that point um but like all the shows on there sucked and i hated it <laughs> for the longest time <laughs> Until I think at some point they like got the rights to air Naruto. And I think around that point is when everything kind of like turned around for them. And that's when people finally started giving a shit. 
Yeah, because for the longest time, people uh, relied on Datebio, the uh, the subgroup <laughs> yeah. that would sub exclusively Naruto. I still remember those guys. <laughs> it's true. They they would they were like the only fucking people. There was other people, but they were the biggest one. It was always yeah. Datebio, and they they had been uh, they had been subbing Naruto forever, and. Um, the people that did Datebio also, uh, they had like a split uh, split group that would also work on Bleach. And so they were doing both of those. And so when uh, Crunchyroll had like attained the rights to uh, start streaming Naruto officially, uh, you know, th- that didn't really do well with Datebio. Like, you know, people were just like, oh, we'll stick with you. But then it, it becomes easier to just go with uh, another group that puts it out like every week. At a specific time, yeah. guaranteed with no stop, yeah. and so eventually mm-hmm. they phase them out. Crunchyroll mm-hmm. is credited with the death of uh, subgroups. Yeah, I mean, once like, if you make something easy enough, people are going to want to do it. Which is why, to begin with, you know, why streaming anime from a pirated website was what people would do from the beginning, and then finally, Funimation you know, figured out a way to make it even easier than that and got rid of, you know, all the, all the shitty pop-ups and all the shit that would come with using a, a pirated website and whatnot. And also trying, I'm assuming they tried to get a higher quality, uh, subtitling, uh, which eventually they did. And then, uh, they stopped and then they did again. And like another reason why, people like why it's kind of sucks why competition is important basically uh you have it you need to have it if you don't have it no less competition means it means it means a good thing for the for the corporations for the people that are in the competition the less competition there is the more money they can make or the less rather the less money they have to spend yeah, but, but it also means for the customers that, you know, you're going to eat the slop that we give you and you're going to shut mm, up and mm. not complain because we're the only ones giving it to you. Yeah, and on top of that, there's also, there like, when it comes with, as far as this acquisition, depending on what they do, most likely when game companies do this, when they get acquired, you know, after a few months or, or like a year, uh, they become just, you know, consumed by that one company they were acquired by and as a result there are similar jobs on both sides and you have to decide who you want to keep and who you want to release because in terms of business you don't want to be paying somebody you don't want to be paying double for a job that just one person can do so you just have to get rid of that you know whatever person that you feel like isn't doing their job and you know a lot of times throughout this this these months and maybe this year their evaluations held to see who's doing the better job <clears throat> and then eventually you hear about these gigantic layoffs and mm-hmm. you you know you it, it can always be traced back to some kind of acquisition some kind of business move yeah that uh you know just fucks over the people that work there which in turn uh if it gets bad enough it like affects the products and you know the which we like like uh the thing that's gonna happen for sure right now is there's only like maybe four big companies 
that are streaming anime, let's say. <clears throat> we got Netflix, who's also just doing their own original stuff directly with the, you know, studios. We got uh, Funimation, who just acquired Crunchyrolls and Crunchyrolls out of there. And then those are like the the two main ones. There's a there's a lower tier underneath that, which would be Hulu. Kind of they they get some of their or I think they get most of their anime from Funimation actually. Yeah, and, they do for the most part. And then HBO Max also does the same thing. They get most of their. I mean, they got some of it from Crunchyroll uh, because. At one point, uh, Crunchyroll and HBO were under the same company. When, when a uh, Crunchyroll became a oh, subsidiary of, of yeah, they uh, at some point Crunchyroll got uh, combined with uh, this thing called Otter Media, and then eventually Otter Media was bought up by AT and T, which you know yeah. own HBO, and that's why HBO had all basically all the Crunchyroll anime. So, you know, that's going to be gone probably from HBO Max unless they make deals oh, with Funimation. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. yeah, unless they form some sort of contract, it's going to be – there's yeah. going to be a lot of changes in that regard. Yeah, so basically all the anime that's on Hulu, HBO Max, and Funimation just come from the same place. So those are like, you know, big four gigantic streaming services. And then underneath that you got High Dive and Amazon Prime Video. And then underneath that, you're going to have Retro Crush. And I don't know if Midnight Pulp has original stuff or if they um, get them from Amazon or if they get them from Retro Crush. I I didn't look too much into that. I honestly thought Amazon was going to wind up becoming a bigger contender than it has. I don't know if they're just trying to, like, figure out what they want to do or not. But the fact that they funded in Japan and then also brought it over to North America... Um, that they funded an entire series of Common Rider, like um, on their mm. own dime. Uh, they nice. they they did a reboot of um, of a classic Common Rider known as Amazon, and they created their own version, <laughs> Amazons. I mean, it's obvious why they did it, but it's the fact that they did it that they surprised it literally <laughs> everyone. Like the, the fact that they actually went and did that sort of thing, and they made it as edgy as they possibly could. It's like mm. B movie garbage, and I love it. Uh, I highly recommend watching it. Holy shit, is it, it's it's hot shit, but it's it's so fun to watch. Like the special effects, the gore, everything is great, and it, it's the fact that they did it was so surprising. And then later on, when they managed to secure Psychopath season three, that that was an even bigger surprise to me at the fact that they had gotten that because I was positive that that was going to show up on like Funimation or something, but it wound up on Amazon Prime of all places. Yeah, like Amazon Prime's. I mean, uh, they been making small moves when it comes to anime and slightly bigger moves when it comes to their video service in general but it's still... i feel like they're, they're still coming like i i, I just I, I think that they just aren't sure exactly where to put their investment in like on exactly what they need want to put on their platform yeah because like i have i have my little stack here i have them stacked underneath hbo and hulu i have them on when it comes to anime i have them on the same level as high dive uh as far as like as a competitor and that's kind of, I mean, for, for High Dive, that's like a good position to be in. For Amazon to be in the same position as High Dive seems like a pretty big step down. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, <clears throat> just to get back to this whole thing. So basically, of all the companies that 
are streaming anime in the U.S. that I know of that isn't Tubi TV because I don't, I don't, I don't know about Tubi TV. I didn't, I, I didn't want to look at it, but they're a thing too. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> just got an ad for them like earlier today. I have never heard of them. <laughs> they're they're a streaming service, uh, <laughs> and like the the way that that anime companies get money as far as North America is concerned is that they like the companies here that want to stream their services. It used to be the companies here that wanted to license their services for physical distribution then, you know, and maybe merchandising over here. And then now it's slowly evolved to streaming and merchandising a little bit more. Now that more people are into this niche thing and like to buy their, their monitos and monitos. But mm-hmm. so because there's basically at the top tier, there's only Funimation and Netflix. So they're they're going to be bidding for, you know, uh, series that are going to be coming out. They're going to be competing with each other, kind of. It used to be, you know, Funimation, Crunchyroll, and Netflix. But at the same time, Netflix and Crunchyroll were going out of their way to make their own original programming. Uh, Netflix, m- more than Crunchyroll, was doing you know, stuff in Japan in general. Crunchyroll kind of started partnering up with people here in America, like starting up their own studios or like working with up and coming studios here in, here in America. So that kind of, <clears throat> when it comes to just licensing in general and just the sheer volume of fucking trash that that's just put out when it comes to just like anime, you know, the, the 80 shows or whatever that's put out every season. <clears throat> That just kind of leaves Funimation, High Dive, and Amazon to be the only ones bidding for all that shit. Cryptic mentality, uppercut them like a fatality, creating reality, enigmatic actuality. Cryptic mentality, uppercut them like a fatality, creating reality, enigmatic actuality. You know what? I, I'm not going to discount 2B TV. I'm looking at their catalog. I actually like a lot of things that they've got here. They've got a lot of old-ass shows. They they have Wicked City on here. Well, like, that's a, the that's a thing. I don't know if they get it from... Because I know that... Um, it, it does look like they get it from... like there. There's some things that you get it from elsewhere, and it kind of shows you, because some of them come from other specific things. Like, funny enough, they have Ultraman, and they also have Super Sentai on here, but it, it clearly states that they come from other things, like Shout TV and some other shit. And so, like, some of it is clearly, like, lended from other places and stuff. But it's still the fact that they have a pretty strong catalog, especially for older anime. Like, a lot of this shit is stuff that I haven't heard of in years. Yeah, which is, you know, that's cool for me, That which is why I like Retro Crush a lot. But also, they're not going to be... Uh, they're not going to be pumping as much money into into the anime industry. Oh, for as... sure, yeah. Like, Tubi's definitely not going to be a main player, but it's still the fact that they, they got some pretty decent stuff here. Yeah, and even going after older licenses is going to be a lot cheaper than going after new stuff. And usually it's the new, the new products that make the money. You don't... Has anyone you... ever heard of El Pequeño Nemo? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> With the caricature of a black man on the uh, front. Oh, Some sort yeah. of anime. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's it, it. that definitely looks like a caricature of a black man, yes. 
Huh. Uh, should, I, should, I don't know. It's it, some sort this. of anime, but I mean, yeah. You should link it. I want to see it. I want to see if it's right. based off of this uh, old uh, cartoon or old comic that uh, was popular. You mean Maybe. Uh, you mean that's who, you that, mean that's, that, that's who I'm thinking of. That's who I'm thinking of. Here, let me find mm-hmm. the... Here's a picture mm-hmm. of the image in new time. But Noonie... Uh, Going, I'm uh, sorry, sorry, Mark, but going off a tangent with Mimi Penguin, I remember that there was a. Oh no, that's not him. <laughs> mm. I know there was a huge backslash, backslash, backlash. backlash um, <laughs> there was a huge backlash um, in the early 2000s because Cancel. the United States made a stamp from, from mm, that guy. I mean, there I was mean a that... backlash for for fucking Mr. Popo. They turned him purple. <laughs> They turned the they turned Mr. Popo purple. You know, Engine. I hear that all the time, and maybe it's because I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z on TV in a long ass time. But I never saw a purple Mr. Popo. The subsequent reruns of Kai have painted him purple. Okay, I'll, uh, he'll always be uh, darker than dark in my heart. He, he will always be darker mm-hmm. than black, as some might say. Yeah, but <laughs> going back to that, I recently watched that show. I had to <laughs> put that in there. <laughs> well, recently we completed the show. Good show. It's so, a good show. We watched it. I liked it. Second season was a little better than I remembered it to be, despite it being a meme. Wow. Yeah, it was a good show for the little bit that I was watching, that I watched. Hmm. Fifteen episodes or whatever. Whenever I stopped. <laughs> but uh like one of the main reasons that so much anime is coming out is because anime is now just this gigantic global market it's big it's mainstream it's mainstream and a lot of it's, it's coming cool to, to be America. a nerd yeah and <laughs> what this kind of like what's going to happen is just that because you know Crunchyroll's got acquired they're going to need less products because it's most likely well one they're they're generally the same thing uh you know both anime companies both kind of put out dvds both stream mm-hmm. and maybe one of them was doing some original stuff and now there's going to be less people to bid on anime which is going to leave a lot of stuff just on the table and the stuff that's left on the table has to rely on the japanese market to buy their products in order to you know to keep that studio float if it doesn't happen then who whatever is left on the table is most likely gonna end up shutting down maybe not immediately but there are a lot of smaller studios that uh kind of live from like series to series just kind of go from like one thing to another because they need work in order to stay afloat they need to keep making something uh because they don't have like the clout of say a gynax or a trigger studio uh, trigger just the thing is huge Studio Trigger is a special case in that they came to the realization that they don't have to appeal to the Japanese market because for the most part, Japanese industries like these smaller studios and stuff, like you said, they live from series to series. Um, They exist um, like that mainly because they like for the most part, despite what a lot of people might believe. Um, like anime production still is mainly like centered around the Japanese. Like yeah. they they create their show with their specific market in mind, not on a global scale. However, Trigger has managed to um, gain wild success by basically telling the Japanese market to go fuck themselves, and by uh, appealing to uh, a mass market like on the global scale. 
Um, and like some other sh- um, some other companies have begun to follow suit. It's hard to talk, sorry, because I put that more of that gel on my mouth. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I actually couldn't talk there for a second. But yeah, so like other other companies are starting to see Trigger, and they realize that there's money to be made because for the longest time, the reason why anime was never given a big push earlier was because Japan didn't want to take a risk yeah. on possibly putting out their shows to a market that might might not accept it. It's just not worth the risk financially. They didn't think it was. Yeah, for something as conservative as business, to be in a country as conservative as Japan just makes there be a lot less risk in general. There you know, there are those fringe studios and stuff where they don't they kinda just put it out there. They got nothing to lose and then they make you know uh what was it? That thing that Juan likes? They make Evangelion. And they become and they make success. Yeah, and it becomes a uh, <laughs> on, it becomes an international success. Yeah, and then they don't have and to worry about it. And you start it on toothbrushes and shavers. A cash cow. Yeah, a literal cash cow made off of a man's sadness. That's a golden true. calf, if you will. A, a golden <laughs> calf, yeah, based on a man's suffering. <laughs> and uh, like the thing that, like the reason that they're going to be making money if they appeal to a global market is because you know these companies are going to be bidding to try and. Uh, get their shows and you know the more companies there are bidding for one thing the higher the price goes it's just yeah like it wouldn't have made sense back then because anime was um really underground for the most part and then like it was also like shunned publicly like people i mean we discussed it in that in the last uh section we had where we talked about how like just uh for the most part like publicly like people didn't really like anime fans and i know that that's the case in japan to some extent too it's just like People aren't really fond of like the the medium or anything, but nowadays it's a completely different thing, and people are much more open about that sort of thing, and it's just widely accepted. So you have um or like socially acceptable or whatever, and so now um, companies see that and they're like, oh, I can make money from that. So hmm. it makes sense now to appeal to a global market. Back then it didn't because uh, you would have had much less takers willing to like i'm sure in america because they're more willing to you know they're they're entrepreneurs and they're willing to take risks that some of them might have picked up the show in hopes that they could you know uh get something going but it makes the most sense now for companies to start making stuff that appeals more to the north american market or the western market um because you will it's almost guaranteed you'll be making money and shit as long as you you know you uh, appeal to a specific yeah, you, you appeal to something to like a, a, a not very niche demographic and people will eat that shit up. I, I have seen pretty horrible shows in the last few years pumped out and people still love that shit. They're like, yeah, that's great. I was going to I was going to make a joke, but I'll stop. No, <laughs> you, you make that joke. Nah, it's OK. We're going to watch the show <laughs> next week. And, oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, that show's not horrible. But there's this other show. Uh that uh, uh-huh. I, I won't name. And Which show was that? Were we going to do that show too? No. Maybe. Are we, are we talking about Inferno Cop and how it's overrated and people mm. laughed at it and pretended it was funny? Nah. Because I didn't like Inferno Cop. <laughs> nah. I also but, didn't like... Uh, what was the fuck was the ninja one? Oh, I didn't. I don't think anybody liked that ninja one. I didn't like that one at all. And people ninja were... Did you watch Space uh, it, it was also by Studio Trigger. The um, something Ninja, 
Ninja, it was not Ninja Assassin. It was Ninja Slayers. I, 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 I think it was Ninja Slayers. I, I cannot remember what the fuck it was called, but it was also made by Studio Trigger, and it was them doing the whole ironic thing again. They were doubling up on the Inferno Cup thing, and it's just, it was just so painfully unfunny. I, I just could not, for the life of me, enjoy it. And it, it kind of made me fall out with Studio Trigger, because I was like, I'm really not digging this whole thing. And, and Little Witch Academia, while visually nice, is also fairly boring to me. That's That's <laughs> my opinion. I'm just well. not too big on Moe. Not to not to spoil ne- next week's things, mm-hmm. but like studios, gig- like gigantic strong suit is it's animation. It's animation. They when they it, do a good job with not that much money. When it comes to anything else, that's debatable depending on the show. It, it's extremely debatable based on your taste. However, <laughs> I will say that I have issues with their like their narratives and stuff, and like just I I, I have personal problems with those sorts of things, uh, as you'll see when we uh, when we review Kill a Kill. It was uh, called next week. Ninja Slayer, Mike. Ninja Slayer. There when you go. I knew it was that, something. That cardboard like that. cutout going uh, to attack. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. That the the cardboard cutout thing was um. It was the internal sure, cop, and then they sure doubled they up on it. Do it on this. No, yeah, they doubled up on the joke with uh. They they doubled down on the joke with, with uh, Ninja, Ninja Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. They just had to keep it going because people were like, "Oh yeah, this is great. I love this low quality stuff." They're like, "Oh, you like it? Okay, well let's double it up and see if you like it again." And it didn't. Yeah. Didn't do too well. I mean, they have to. They have to keep putting out product, and in order to put they out, to, they have, yeah, they got to test the waters. They they have to make money somehow, and doing gigantic, you know, beautiful, you know, beautifully animated shows take a long ass time. So in mm. the meantime, I could see you know why they put out these shitty like these things that rely more on shows. humor. Yeah. That's true, but like I, I also want to give a note to another uh, fuck who made it. Actually, actually, hold on, let me give me one second. Yeah, you look that up. Yeah, hold on, I gotta fucking gotta speed my way through this thing. <laughs> Studio Bones creating uh, Space Dandy, which is another show that um, Toonami managed to uh, fund, yeah. and they appealed almost solely to the American market, and they were very vocal about that fact that yeah. they were they were drawing influence and they were catering specifically towards the Western market, and they were doing it in order to prove basically to the rest of Japan that it was a viable thing to do. And um, I love Space Dandy. I don't and know if uh, you guys ended up watching it, but... Uh, I only watched I the first watched episode. Wait, did, didn't we wa- review the show? On- <laughs> no. I think we did watch the first episode. I remember I remember the first episode, but that's about it. We didn't uh, review it. Oh, I could have sworn we reviewed it together. Anyway, Space Dandy, great show. I loved yeah. it. They, simul- they simulcasted it with uh, Toonami, which is a rare thing in and of itself. It's like yeah. it's one thing to stream, but it was the fact that it was coming out on TV, well, like, like even, simulcasted. Even around the time when when Space Dandy was uh, being simulcasted, it wasn't common yeah. to simulcast on streaming. Yeah, like that was like also barely becoming a thing. Yeah, which is also you know pretty crazy that. Uh, Toonami took a risk that big, and you know they're they're taking risks even now, kind of with the show. I mean, they had done it before with um with Big O when they had ordered a whole other season of yeah. It. When they they basically the reason that thing existed. <laughs> yeah, God, and we did talk about Big O. I we fucking love that Big show. O. We talked about. Both I I, I, lo- I can watch that show so many times. It's a great and show. I love that show. Visually beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, a guy was uh, dumping some. Uh, some of the like the Blu-ray shots of the show, and they're fucking beautiful. Like the, the backdrops of that show. 
that'd be some really nice thing to see on blu-ray kind of in the same way that you know the batman the animated series would be something nice to see on blu-ray where it's just something so dark and just to see how vividly everything stands out and you know all the contrast that it has would be something nice to see painted the background Yeah, back in our day. But yeah, like Studio Bones is um, another standout studio that does this sort of thing. I mean, um, uh, like a year later or so, they ended up coming in with Concrete Revolution, which is a favorite of me and Brian, who's been on the show before, yeah. um, which is like a... Um, it's it's like a, a sensational retelling of the history of tokusatsu and like... Um, like just like uh just that genre of like shows even anime and stuff like uh uh not just big o but that genre of like mecha of like ultraman of magical girls of common rider of like um of godzilla of like all sorts of things within that genre um cyborg 009 cashin and uh like they they managed to retell not only that but um also um the history of like the the Western Revolution of Japan, more or less, like they're them kind of like their their whole society nice. basically being rocked by the Western invasion. Mm-hmm. If you like have any idea of that, like you know when when they were getting a lot more influence of it, like the Beatles yeah. and all that other stuff, I and mean, everyone dressing up like just after World War Two, basically. Uh, not, yeah, essentially not right after, after World War Two, like a few years it, after. The, it was the the what's the word for that? The um. The, the the rupture that it caused it just caused like all sorts of like uh different things to occur and it was a really interesting mix of like uh, of a history of not only that genre of like uh shows but also like a retelling of uh, japan's history and how it got to the point that it's currently at yeah. it was, it's a very interesting show and the thing is the show was not super popular and uh the animators because they hired a uh, studio bones brought in a shit ton of super famous animators for it one of them is cube man uh we all know who cube man is if you've watched enough anime uh all of his scenes are extremely high action very um uh like he, he's very good at maintaining a budget like uh, he, he doesn't go crazy on it but he still manages to animate in such like really fluid like fight scenes and stuff but every time there's an explosion there's always going to be cubes a yeah. wall will turn to cubes or a- anything will hmm. become cubes but they they brought him on and a bunch of other like super famous animators on there and uh, they had done like an interview and um, they basically said like oh well even if the show fails like we did it just to just because it was fun and I really respect that sort of thing yeah and like the beautiful uh, the like I also wanted to explain like why you know why these companies want to get their shows licensed like what comes with licensing because a lot of people also don't really think about this they just kind of think oh they're just going to stream it on the thing and that's it maybe make a DVD but they don't really think that well like stream rights streaming rights is one thing then television mm-hmm. rights is another thing physical distribution is another thing then you also have to pay for the non-original non-original music that's on there and then depending mm. on the company i don't know if the you'd have to pay them for their music i wouldn't think so because it's probably part of the package and yeah, then and that's what like oh sorry Nini. no you go you say well i was gonna say and that's why like um like netflix like it's such a huge deal when they're like oh these shows aren't gonna be here in a week from now or you know some bullshit or like they say these shows are gonna we're not going to be streaming these shows uh, next year or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These licenses also come with an expiration date where, 
you know the the reason that Netflix started creating their own original stuff is because they own that IP. They don't have to take it off their store. They don't have to renegotiate um, mm-hmm. every time the contract is up. Where for these these studios that that pick that get their shit picked up, they get to keep making as long as it's good. They get to keep making money off of it. Yeah, um, it's just basically like a long term investment where. Uh, you know, your original programming has a large upfront cost, but in the long term, it's cheaper. And, you know, licensing stuff out is cheaper. But then in order to keep that, in order to keep it running, especially on a streaming service, it it's going to cost you a decent amount of money. Like, uh, like, a lot of people didn't know how much these anime companies were paying for licensing shows. Until a lawsuit happened around 2012, I think. Uh, like, I, I'm, I'll probably put a link to this uh, Funimation versus ADV films, AD Vision uh, mm-hmm. thing from Anime News Network. That, like, it, it'll break it all down for you if you're interested. And also, if you want to know more about licensing, there's a three part uh, article written by Justin Savakis that I'll also link uh, in the show notes and also probably in this YouTube description. We'll see. But, like, to give you an example of how much something, like, how high some of these, this bidding would go, and this is back in 2008, you know, like, some of this stuff was streaming, uh, but it was still, like, mostly in order to get uh, the rights for physical distribution for most of this stuff. So, one of the titles that I have here is Guyver, that they paid $746,000 for. And I don't know if you guys have ever watched Guyver, but uh, that's a show. What is that? <laughs> that is I a show. I haven't watched Guyver. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know the like. Another thing is a lot of people don't know what the show is going to be about, and you're probably going to overpay for a lot of the shows. You're probably going to underpay for some. Yeah, like uh, compared compared Guyver to what I think is a bit more popular than Guyver, not too much. But uh, welcome to the NHK, which they paid two hundred forty thousand dollars for. Whereas and, I'm pretty sure welcome to the NHK most likely made more money. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking sure. I'm pretty sure because I, I like Guyver, but I also know that it's not a very like well known show. Yeah, yeah. and I I've seen Guyver. The only reason I know about it is because it was on a DVD from uh, a new type magazine that I got once. And I then watched I, it on cable at one point it, it was on that channel that we talked about oh, our, yeah, yeah. Our, uh, that weird one that would play like shit from it would just play random anime from like uh adv films actually nice it, it would play adv film uh anime movies and then anime series and guyver would show up on there occasionally yeah and then you like it wouldn't it wouldn't always be that expensive depending on whether you get it in a package deal or something like they paid thirty thousand dollars for comic party and I've heard of that show, and I feel like they made a shitload of money off of that show because they paid so little, and, you know, it wasn't the most popular show, but I would say it's maybe on the same level of popularity as Guyver, where, you know, I don't think a lot of people know about it, but I've heard about it, and usually the shit that I've heard about isn't super popular, but uh, it's popular enough that people are interested in it which you know comparing $746,000 to $30,000 is a gigantic gap for similarity and popularity 
Yeah. But, you know, th- like, just to give people an example of how much this shit, like, how much money companies are making and how much money companies aren't making, uh, and how some of the, like, this is also around the time where a lot more companies existed, like, uh, AD Vision Films isn't a thing anymore. They were acquired by uh, Funimation. Uh, and that's what like this whole company is about, or I forget exactly what this whole thing is about. But you know, I don't think A Division is around anymore. Uh, you know, Pioneer was still a thing around this time, and like a bunch of other uh, companies were around then that aren't around now. That I forgot to look up a list for uh, that would bid on these things, which is probably like why some of these prices are higher than. Uh, they probably should be and you know some of these prices are also lower than they should be because you know the a lot of people spent (laughs) all of their money on one series as opposed to another and Mm -hmm. you know just to so people know like what licensing is why it matters why it's a good thing like why it's a good thing for composition to exist like uh and then just on top of that the more money the more money that a company is making, the more people they're going to want, the more people they're going to want, the, you know, the more people that are higher, maybe. But at the same time, the more companies that are around, the more competitive the pay structure is going to be because you don't want, you know, people going to work for another place. So you're going to try and give them some kind of incentives, incentive to say where, you know, you, where you are as opposed to the competition. And, this will just slowly, if if there's less competition, there's going to be less money. There's going to be more money for the corporation, uh, the company, and less money for the employees because, I mean, where else are they going to go? What else are they going to do? Mm-hmm. You, you're going to go to Japan, start your own studio like those, like that one guy that I that I follow on Twitter. Ooh. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, because of the acquisition, do you think Crunchyroll would have? Um, more of a leeway to like experiment on stuff, like making their own anime. I mean, they I mean, they've been they... trying already to make their own like uh, original series, and they have enough um, pull in the Japanese uh, like in, in the anime committee mm-hmm. um, to like be able to like get help to create their own series and stuff. It's just that like or like to get one that's like sponsored by them, basically that has their name on it, like Crunchyroll presents. Like yeah. they have enough to do that with a studio backing them and stuff, which will most likely be Dean, which is, you know Yeah. You know, you know Dean. They're they don't animate too good, but they're cheap. And mm-hmm. um like they, they can get that kind of thing done. But uh being acquired by Sony, they would most definitely have uh, access to like more things, so yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna say that they're gonna have like the same quality of like uh, My Hero Academia, but I, I they will have access to more funding, more tools, more um, people they can talk to in order to get a better show. It will probably be something that's not Dean, uh, or it could be Dean with more money, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah. uh, yeah, like they, they could definitely do more. Which is also a worrisome thing, mainly due to Funimation itself, not so much Crunchyroll. Mm. Yeah, like it, it's it's they're gonna have access to more than what they did before. But the bad thing about them is that they have just, access to more than what they did before. Well, it's it's also there's gonna they're gonna need less because 
the reason that each company had like a shitload of thing coming out was to try and entice you to be like, hey, look, we have all this shit. And now there's not as much competition because they're under the same umbrella. So they're not going to need to make as much stuff, which is a good thing and a bad thing because it could lead to, you know, higher quality stuff. Uh, less is more, you know, that whole thing. And I mean, the issue goes back to the whole censorship thing, though. It's whereas that they can pick and like, you know, now that they have more control over they, like the, their, the amount their of people crap. watching. Their seat at the round table has gotten bigger. Yeah, they've gotten bigger and they've removed like uh, like they've removed the spaces and like given themselves a bigger chunk of it. So like now it's like you know, they remove a show and they can just tell you, well, that's too damn bad. They already could, but now they can do it with even more power yeah, behind now it. Now what are you going like, to do? You're going to go to Crunchyroll? Yeah, now it's like, <laughs> oh, who are you going to go run to? And I'm sure other, like the other smaller companies, possibly even High Dive or something, will pick up a show. The whole reason Ishizoku reviewers didn't really manage to find another home right away was because it happened so fucking suddenly. Literally mm-hmm. on episode three, they just announced, all right, we're cutting the cord. And that Man. was the end of it. Like it just, it just happened like that. And also, they own like Funimation owned the license for that show. They can't. They could get rid of it and stop making it. They still own the license, and they have. Yeah, to, so people like, couldn't take it over. Yeah, people uh, would have to pay just... pay them to get it off of them, or pay. You know, they'd have to go. I don't know exactly what the whatever the license said. If, if it was exclusive to them, they'd have to go and you know negotiate with Funimation in order to get permission to you know, do it themselves. And that's just, that's a shit. Yeah, and money. It, and then, which makes it, which really makes it fucked up. Cause it's like, not only did they halt like production of the, of the subs for it, but they also halted the ability for anyone else to even see it in NA for the most part, unless you were pirating it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So it's like you, they, they, they completely stopped that. Like, and, and it's just, it's a it's a reminder of how bad censorship is when they could just do that. They can just remove most people's ability to just see that thing. You see, we we don't want our our good Protestant children to be to be corrupted by this these monitas chinas with their big gigantic boing boings and their <laughs> big veiny cocks, Mike. And the and the changeling that was a little girl or something, and that's that's. It's really bad because it's anime and yeah, all that. Yeah, you know, anime is bad for you, Mike. It makes anime is uh, bad for you, and it translates to real life. If you kill true. someone in an anime, you're gonna kill someone in real life. It's just how it works. You know, you know those 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 school shooters wouldn't have known to bring clips with them if it weren't for those damn video games. Those video those games taught video. them the more clips that they have with them, the the more supply of bullets that they have. <laughs> is an article is is an argument that I heard earlier this week uh, i mean i hear all sorts of things all the time about everything what's what i really hate about when people make arguments like that is that they immediately say oh well you know you're just gonna say this and like you're just gonna bring up this one argument or whatever and then as though that somehow discounts that argument like they they immediately try to like beat you to the punch because they know you're gonna say that and they believe that by like saying that that's the argument you're going to go with, that it immediately invalidates it somehow. And then mm-hmm. the the whole the group think because other people are in agreement with that because that fits with their worldview. That suddenly becomes a thing because of social dynamics. Yeah. And so it's like a majority deems yeah, I, it. I, I like I like the word you use there, Mike. 
social what? dynamics social dynamics i mean that's just how it works it's like so if like if the majority deems something correct then that's just how they're going to go with it even if it's objectively not uh argument basically it's like it's 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 such a stupid way to go about things and i've always hated it because i see that online all the time like that's what people always fucking do they're just like oh well, you're just gonna go with this argument it's like okay yes but does that somehow make it incorrect or something just because you decided to be snarky about it but like for me people view uh not even debates, but just arguments in general is like whoever's the snarkiest and smuggest one is, is somehow the, the, the victor. Yeah, yeah, it's like whoever's the, you're making an ass of himself is somehow the, the victor in this because he has so much confidence. Therefore, he's clearly smart. And it just makes me think that people are devolving into monkeys at a, rap, at a more rapid pace than I thought they were. I mean, here in America, yeah. Yeah, uh, happens, that's what I mean. It's happening less in other countries. In everywhere, everywhere else. I, 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 I use it with a frame of reference of America. It's just yeah. it's it's just such a... I, that's why I just don't talk. I, I just <laughs> don't talk anymore. There's, <laughs> there's no point in trying to say anything to anyone when it's like... It, it's uh, it's what I think, and that's that's the way it goes. And there's always your, your favorite where you, you reach a fundamental just difference of opinion. And instead of, you know, just saying uh, we just have a different, uh, you know, we're just agree to disagree. You know, you think we just have fundamentally different ideas of this of this argument or this problem. And then they're like, no, you're just wrong. And you know that, that that's that. They have to have the last word. That, that's, that's the that. thing with people. They have to have the last word now. And I, I mean, this also goes back to another discussion we had. I don't know if we've talked about it on on here or not on the show, but um, it, it was like what Juan said. I I, I was saying that I, I genuinely feel like people are just more autistic on the internet. And and Juan, or no, I think the 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 discussion we had was that I said that people that for the longest time people have always developed another persona like on the on the internet whether you recognize it subconsciously or consciously like you are different when you're online than you are in person like you no matter how like you are or like how much like how open you are or whatever and how you try to you know keep yourself as one for one you're always going to have somewhat of a disconnect there's always going to be like it's always going to be slightly different than your normal self on the internet and Juan was bringing up that, like, he had seen some study or something like that where it's, like, it, it does appear that people do suddenly become autistic on the on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me tell you about this cutie. His name is Nooney, and he likes mm-hmm. to hug people. <laughs> and Mark's, Mark's out today. Mm-hmm. He, he sends little cute faces to people, and he likes to hug people. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. I embrace it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I'm I'm a lot. Uh, it's just it's just how it goes. Like, uh, I mean, fuck Lane. Look at Lane. That, that, it tries to. Teach that I'll just go back to Lane. Like that. It's like that's the biggest it's... example of that sort of thing. And are and you like, saying I, you still want that bear outfit? I, I will wear that. Bear we hear outfit. you loud and clear. I, I will wear I, that I bear outfit. I will, Mike. If there's anything that I can do to get you in that bear outfit, I will do it. <laughs> Like I I don't know it's just I, I I hate it because so many people nowadays they they call you a sociopath or something like if you don't have some sort of online persona because they're like no you have to be real you got to be the real you without realizing that no matter the how hard dirty. you try you're never going to be the real you on the internet because you come to realize that you don't have to be and then and then they they come across uh, the ability to be anonymous on a website. And then yeah. everything changes because you realize that no matter how many times you fuck up or make an ass of yourself, it doesn't matter because nobody knows who the fuck you are. 
Yeah, my favorite analogy was uh, taught to be by my college English professor whose life was in shambles. <laughs> in that, those are the best people to give advice to. Unironically, yeah. those are the best people to give yeah, advice. Yeah, yeah. Whose whose blind uh, fiance left him? Uh, and stole the stole the ring that he that he. <laughs> Uh, there's a whole thing god oh man this guy is great he needed a hug is what he sounded like oh man i wish i would have given it to him but he was so fat but uh (laughs) (laughs) he he was uh he he basically said that every in every in every different situation you're wearing a different type of mask whether you believe it or not you're wearing a mask and you and you keep stacking up those masks uh, the more you go into different situations, you know, the second you step out of your house, you're different than what you were when you were inside of your house. You when put you on were a inside, mask. yeah. Yeah. If you're in front of a different person, you put on a different type of mask. You, you're you not the same person that you are with one person that you are with another person. You know, maybe maybe you are depending on, like, how well you know them. But if, you know, you're not the same person in front of your father that you are in front of your, you know, your, your best friends. friend that you've known for years and years. Or you're not the same person in front of your father as you are in front of a stranger that you just met. And, or, you know, when you're posting on the internet, you're not the same person that you are when you're talking to somebody face-to-face. Or over what the, what the youngins and the old people call Zoom that disgusting uh, product that doesn't work that well but you know the thing they got shilled to hell and back because of the pandemic oh man they made so much money they, did, they had to have you you could have game stopped them yep. you, if only you would have known it's fine you know, when, when they invent time travel i'll uh <laughs> sure to come back and tell everyone to invest in zoom and then GameStop a few months later for sure We'll do that uh, for sure. we'll, we'll, we'll start the pump and dump scheme on Reddit, and everything will everything will work out. Let me tell you about this thing. It's called Dogecoin. Now, if, we, Dogecoin. Ev- if everybody, my brother in- invested in that. He's already made double what he uh, what he threw in. If, if everybody yeah. invests twenty five dollars, when we mm-hmm. get it up to one dollar, <laughs> yeah, know. he he invested two hundred dollars to start with, and now he's at like five hundred dollars. I think. There you go, Mark Mike. You should tell him to dump so, before he gets pumped. I, I mean, I I've, uh, I think he's already started to. I think he said like every hundred dollars, he just fucking he just sells that. He's like, all right, getting rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not financial advisors here, guys. We're not. It's just I, I'm just going by experiences that my yeah, the yeah, people yeah. I know have gone through. Yeah, sell low, buy high. As, sell as sell high, buy low. No, no, no. no. Oh, no sell no, low, buy high. Sell low, buy high. Sell low, buy high. Sell low, buy high. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> like um, to, to go back to the whole the acquisition. Uh, the, the acquisition and everything. I mean, it, it was still tangently related. It's just <laughs> yeah. like it, it's just I, I I can't view it as anything but a not so great thing. Where it's like it, convenience wise, it's a nice thing. Yeah, like it, it'll the, they're definitely gonna make everything like you know kind of work together for sure and because they have such big backings that they're there's no way that they'll manage to fuck up like you know ma- uh, 
combining everything in a proper manner because they already have vrv like they'll just fucking throw everything on there again and everything will be nice and categorized and it'll be easy to look through and stuff and that's all nice and dandy but like you have to look at it from the the other standpoint which is like the like all the other things that could go wrong with it namely that the the fact that they are like not only have the ability to but are more than willing to get rid of things that they find personally distasteful and then voice their opinion and then try to get a signal boost from other people who are also trying to get caught like chase cloud like it's always those people and like i i just can't believe uh I, I i can't bring myself to believe that a lot of these people are on like a moral crusade because more often than not the people that are yelling the hardest about like censorship and things like that have proven time and time again to be the very thing that they supposedly hate like all those people who um i mean i don't want to get too far into the subject or anything like that but like all, all those people that tend to like hate um, anime in general, uh, not even just lolly or anything, just anime in general, and they they bring up the fact that like, oh well, it promotes uh, pedophilia, or like they try to make a joke of that sort of thing, and then m- a few months later, you find that person on the news for having been a part of a sex trafficking ring. Yes, yeah. and, and it happens time and time again. Or recently, that um, that congressman from uh, or that that one <laughs> the part of the um, part of the parliament of Turkey that was a that was heavily that was against anti gay. Uh, yeah, he was extremely anti-gay, very conservative and everything. And then he got found at a fucking gay orgy. Yeah. Running away, he fell <laughs> out, of a, out of a window, landed in the bushes, got scratched Dick, up. and Dick and, selling and then his ran. ass, dragging the guy behind him. <laughs> yeah, and then, he, and then he ran down the street, completely naked, filled with scratches, tired, confused. And then the cops find him, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And his, immediately, like, his immediate response to avoid any <laughs> issue was... Gay. Not just that, but to also tell them like his political position and everything. Like, oh yes, I'm I'm from here. You can't touch me or anything like that. But then they're just like, uh, okay. And then he comes out in the news, and the fucker doesn't even apologize. That's what I hate about these people. It's like he's still like, I regret nothing that I did. And it's like, fine, whatever. That's but it's it's more the fact that these people create problems that don't exist in order to cope with the fact that they are the supposed problem. Like, they're trying to protect people essentially from themselves subconsciously or consciously doing that. Yeah. And they're projecting that, pro- like, those inner demons that they have onto everything else. So it's like, uh, in in, the, in these people's minds, all anime people are, like, all people that are into anime are pedophiles. Same thing with, like, the whole VTuber thing, where we've repeatedly seen uh, people believe that all of the VTubers, while some of them are, like, lolly characters and stuff, just state that they're underage for some reason, despite the fact that most of these people are in their late 20s. Most yeah. of these people are like our Mental age sitting twins. here, like they're yeah. like the majority of them are, or even older, some of them. And so it's really strange when like you have these people like coping all the time, and I just can't help. I mean, I, I look at like I said, I look at like the exam, like countless examples, and I just can't help but feel like these people are projecting their own mm-hmm. their own inner demons onto yeah. these people and trying well, to come up with something. Which is why um, I was saying that, uh, like, I was asking, like, do you think that they'll have the freedom to experiment and stuff? Because here's the thing. Crunchyroll came out with an anime called Onyx Equinox. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mesoamerican, like, anime. And I really like it, but it, apart from the gore, the blood and gore, which is normal because it's Mesoamerican, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, it has to be a part of that. But but other than that, they also show ass, titties, mm-hmm. dick, vagina. Like, yeah. Like they're they're very liberal about that, so I wonder with things like that where it was an experiment. Um, no one has ever did like a an, a Mesoamerican anime, but because of of the, I guess, 
the stuff, like the content in it, I wonder if like stuff like this will go away. I feel like um, it will be allowed to stay, but only because of its. Uh, I don't know how to put it. I, I don't want to say racial importance, if, historical, if cultural importance. Cultural. I feel like they'll. I, I feel like the show they could play itself. That card, would, yes. Yeah, I feel like fun. <laughs> puts itself in, in a between a rock and a hard place like the show because of its uh like because of its themes and everything because to remove it would also be censorship of an entire culture so like it, it would be denying it essentially yeah and so i feel like the people who identify with said culture would be extremely pissed off and they have every right to um so i, I feel like the show will maintain itself i will however say they will probably uh, try not to promote it at all, or much less in the future. Now that Funimation is in the driver's seat, um, but yeah, like like you said, it's it did seem like it was an experiment in like trying to push the envelope and seeing what they could get away with and stuff. But it just makes me hope that they would allow other shows in the future the same freedom. But I we both know that that won't be the case if they can distance themselves in a similar way that um, Adult Swim has distanced itself from. Uh, AT&T in general mm-hmm. where they're still allowed to do these experimental mostly shitty type of things I'm pretty sure with Adult Swim as long as they're not losing money <clears throat> or as long as it's still cheap as fuck like they're it has free, been, uh, they're free to do, to do what they place. want and mm-hmm. because like a lot of people you know a lot of people associate Adult Swim with just adult content in general only because it's mm-hmm. it's in the name and yeah. if Crunchyroll's able to, if they keep it separate and it's able to distance itself in a similar way and, you know, just not cause trouble in general and the, co- the trouble that it does cause, if it isn't financial, then it shouldn't be, you know, a gigantic problem. Uh, like the, Mike, Mike's voice is a little, his, uh, what's the thing is, his concerns. Mm-hmm. The only, <clears throat> like my little quibits and my little concerns that I have no no power over, no say over, uh, are just that in the in the short term, this acquisition is good for the like the anime fan, the customer, and the corporation in general, the you know the the publicly traded group in general, mm-hmm. um, because there's less competition in the short term. That also makes problems for the people that work in the industry in general because there's yeah. going to be less work in the long term it's generally what's happened it doesn't always happen but generally it's bad for the bad for the fan slash consumer bad for the industry and good for the corporation so just like to to put it simply the corporation wins at the end no matter what with this acquisition and depending on how they go either the anime, you know, the anime fan or the the consumer could uh, just it could be a good thing for them. Generally, the way that things go, it turns out to be a bad thing for us. And in general, it's a bad thing for the industry as a whole, for the people mm-hmm. that work in it, at least. That's all I about say. the only like I don't know the implications are are bad in my opinion like but i mean i'm just being cynical so we, we could see what happens maybe they do manage as nuni said to be sort of like adult swim and manage to like you know keep to themselves and have their own thing but i still worry based on you know what Funimation 
slash Sony has proven that they are willing to do in order to push their own like standards onto everything. Using but um, the the silver lining is that the all of this has inadvertently caused the resurrection of fan subbing and like um that's a pretty amazing thing like it's, cool. it's just an ironic thing in that what caused the death of fan subbing has mm-hmm. now you know caused it to come back mm-hmm. so it's like a full circle sort of thing so who knows how things are gonna go in the future but i do find it interesting at least yeah, yeah i mean at this point at this age i guess we're just gonna see cycles we're gonna see Things come and go in a we more are the old. quicker. <coughs> we are our our uh, educated gay uncles that you talk to, <laughs> and they explain to you how this has happened before, way back in the day, and how everything is just cyclical, and nobody well, learns from anything un- unless hundreds of years have passed. Yeah, but the thing is, it's it's more quicker now, so it's happening more often. Well, here's the uh, thing: it feels quicker for us. Um, mm, true, because if, it, it has happened before. Yeah, it, it feels quicker for us, especially because uh, well, one the only I, I think get... it's mainly because we witnessed the first cycle of this, and so like now we witnessed the beginning of this, like of this supposed cycle. So it's like we're just seeing it come full circle now, and it's like so every subsequent cycle will become even faster for us because we've seen the beginning and the end, and so. And I'll be the just... I'll be the gay uncle <laughs> telling telling your children that that's happened before. And then it's all happened before, and it's gonna be okay. And you just gotta calm down. And... Yeah, I mean, in the same way that our that when you go on a road trip, the way back is always seems faster. Uh, if you you know go and come the same day, uh, yeah. we've experienced various things, and because we've experienced those things, whenever they happen what actually is like because i mean for me when i still remember crunchyroll getting acquired by at&t like just happening but it yeah, happened in 2017 really when you, when you brought up that whole thing i remember the discussion that we had about that and i was like didn't that just happen a few fucking months ago like it, it feels like that it does like, feel like that the older it, you it get really the concept of the the concept of time just uh speeds up for you yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah, scientifically it has been. Yeah, and uh, I for, there, was, there was like one more thing I was gonna say. I forgot what it was. Fuck, I, I just I just read Mark's message that said I gotta go night night. <laughs> yeah. So our our, our business expert has uh, has left the podcast. Has left the building. Now we are without any sort of consultation. <laughs> no. Now now what are we gonna do when we need to know how his when girlfriend helped him get that helped, <laughs> get that degree. <laughs> Oh, well, fuck. buy a uh, GameStop. GameStop stocks, guys. Mm-hmm. Buy the GameStop stocks. Listen, if we're going to keep giving people bad advice, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm down. You know, I'm down to keep giving people bad advice. So, you know, buy high, sell low. Buy high, sell low. We're not financial experts. No, we're not. We don't, you should not listen to us. Nah. But, you know, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. But yeah, uh, that's that's our little conversation we had about that was our discussion on on this thing. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure what I had to say 
uh, I wanted to say it because it was maybe important, but I guess it's not important enough because I don't remember it, right? That's how yeah, there happen. you go. That's how all these things happen. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys in uh, next week. In a week. If yeah. You, if you're curious about differences in opinions and conversations that'll lead to fundamental differences and tastes and <laughs> seeing how that will <laughs> how everything's gonna end up uh kill a kill next week kill a kill next week yeah or two weeks i forget i forget when i said i was gonna kill. well, well when, whenever the thing happens yeah whenever the thing is a thing all right all right see you guys and whenever Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.